wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. The long-awaited biopic paying tribute to the incredible feats of Jessica Watson has finally been realised, highlighting the struggles she overcame to become the youngest person to sail solo and unassisted around the world. The movie True Spirit is now on a limited cinema release, but significantly, the film has also been taken up by Netflix. Jessica Watson's courageous feats navigating some of the world's most challenging stretches of ocean is now tapping into Netflix's worldwide audiences. Speaking to me by Zoom, Jessica Watson tells us on Streets of Your Town how it's taken many years of development with director Sarah Spillane and working closely with the star Tegan Croft, but she's thrilled with the final results. She says the movie is an accurate representation of the challenges she faced in her life at that time and the impact her quest had on her family. Director Sarah Spillane also joins our conversation, explaining how it was filmed mostly around southeast Queensland and paying tribute to Jessica and the cast and crew for overcoming many challenges along the way, such as seasickness, to bring Jessica's achievements to the big screen. Hello, Jessica. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having us. I've just come back from a swim, actually, at Noosa. I'm on holidays at the moment and I was sort of cruising over those waves and it gave me a whole new perspective really on what you went through I think on a very small level Jessica I was just like how on earth did you uh, confront waves like that it was frightening enough going over little three meter ones with the surfers out the back truly <laughs> oh, lovely to hear <laughs> perhaps to start with can I ask you what it's like even watching yourself on screen now I mean I imagine it's been such a long journey to get to this point from writing the book to to the actual movie adaptation, but does it bring back memories for you or does it feel removed? What what it's what has it been like? It's weird because it's it's me, but it's really not me as well. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's its own beautiful character and it's its own beautiful thing, which I really, really love. It's nice to kind of to have have it as the story, but it's also something else that Sarah and, and Tegan and everyone else involved has really brought to it. So I, I love that. Did you work closely with Tegan through the production? Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously Sarah and I have known each other for many years now and, yeah. <laughs> and you know, making me remember all the, the different kind of adventures we've got up to through the early drafts of the script and things like that. Um, and then obviously when, when Tegan came on board, yeah, getting to spend a bit of time with her, fantastic as well. It must have been daunting for her, I imagine trying to, uh, to to bring her own energy to it, but to represent you faithfully as well. Yeah, I don't envy the task, that's for sure. <laughs> but she's she's done such an incredible job and, and I really love that she's brought some of herself to it as well. And Sarah, that brings me to you as well. It's obviously been a long haul for you, having written the script and then directing it. 
that's a very kind of intimate connection to this movie. Can you give us a bit of a perspective of how that all started and this this journey that you've been on? Sure, sure. Yeah, when I was first approached to come on board, it was a little bit intimidating, you know, a, a story about a, a 16-year-old girl alone at sea for 210 days is not a slam dunk in terms of uh, how to adapt that as a as a film. But, you know, the more time I spent with Jessica and realised how how spiritual and, and philosophical and emotional the story was, then it, it did became pretty obvious that this was something that, that I wanted to do and a story that's really important to be told. So, yeah, I think part of the writing process for me, I obviously spent a lot of time with Jessica, but then, you know, what, when I really sit down to write something, I, I try to create an environment that is as close to Jessica's as possible in this case, but I, I didn't trust myself captaining a boat. So uh, I I did the next best thing, which is to rent a, a, a sort of random shack in the middle of the desert where there was no one else around. Didn't see another person for, for weeks, although there were some rattlesnakes. And that's where I got to, you know, somewhat replicate that sense of isolation. And, you know, going back to what Jessica was saying about some of these themes, it's like, you know, I think it's when you remove yourself from from your everyday life and society that these themes start really coming through, these themes of family and nature. Um, so it was uh, quite an experience to to uh, to get this story off the ground. And I think another aspect that uh, one of the many that was highlighted to me in the movie was just uh, how you really wanted to show Jessica's perspective from such a young age. That that was important to you as well? Yeah. I Look, I connected very deeply with Jessica's story from my own experience growing up as a tomboy in Australia in a you know I had a dream that 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 led me in a fairly male dominated field and was often told no you know whether it was me wanting to play football when I was young at a time that that girls did not play football rugby league whether it was that or whether it was uh you know now pursuing a career in the film industry there were so many roadblocks and what I really connected to with this story and Jessica as a person is that that refusal to accept, no, you can't do this. You know, in Jessica's case, it was, you know, a lot of the Australian media, there was a public perception that would have been really difficult, I think, to overcome, especially at that age. So I, I wanted to, to start when Jessica first had, you know, that the inspiration and that dream first kind of you know, became a, a reality for her in terms of like, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to do this. Because I do think it's symbolic for so many people. You know, for Jessica, it was sailing. Um, you know, for other people, it's an artistic pursuit or an athletic pursuit. It might be going to space. It's, you know, there are just so many uh, parallels to this story that I, I hope people can resonate with. How challenging was it to replicate uh, those um, moments out at sea, those, those enormous waves? They are so pivotal to the story, much as there is a universal aspect to it, but that must have been challenging. Was that the aspects that were filmed up here in the, in Queensland? Most of the film was shot in Queensland, yeah, on the, uh, on the Gold Coast and Village Roadshow mm-hmm. Studios. We had about three days in Sydney to do some of the homecoming and the departure stuff. Yep. Yeah, but even the uh, family reunion and some of the more uh, intimate emotional sequences that, you know, part of the departure and the reunion, even they were shot on the Gold Coast and then we did, you know, we dropped them into the, the, uh, the in front of the Sydney Opera House. But, uh, 
the wave sequences were uh, challenging. I mean, um, to be honest, you know, most of the story takes place on the water. We only shot a few days open ocean because most of the crew uh, and our lead actress, Tegan Croft, uh, became very seasick. And so we had to shoot, which I, to be honest, I, I knew very early on, you know, when approaching these, uh, especially the, you know, the rougher sea conditions that mm. we, we couldn't do that open ocean anyway for, you know, safety reasons and technical reasons and obviously seasick reasons. And so we had a number of uh, sets and rigs and gimbals built, which was so much fun. I mean, one of them in particular reminded me of a, you know, the old pirate ships on a in an amusement park kind of thing, like this replica of the pink lady up on a gimbal and rotating around. Yeah. And so the ocean became CG in, in those sequences. But, oh, I just um, commend you. That, they looked amazing. And, you know, particularly when you went under the water, Jessica, for that uh, that pivotal moment, surely. The, I mean, uh, was that an, an incredible watching that back for you and to see that? Did it ring true for you, I suppose? And it's not, it's not exactly as your memories are, of course, but, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, yeah, like, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny because obviously that's such a, it sort of comes across like it's a really long period of time that the boat's underwater for, and maybe it wasn't quite that long in reality, but but it's true to the fact that time sort of stopped in that moment. Mm. So it, it's weird how that's kind of really true. Like it was, you know, in reality it was maybe not that long, a little bit of movie magic, <laughs> but, yeah, they really but, it's so, but it's so true mm. to how it was the experience. So yeah, a little bit scary. Do you yeah, hope what's... that if another young woman wanted to do something like this that they'd get a bit better treatment have you seen progress in that 10 years or so since your amazing achievements and it's good to see them celebrated on screen this way absolutely no it's just it's fantastic i think increasingly every time you go down to yacht clubs it's just more and more amazing female sailors it, it really has and, and is changing so that's just fantastic and and i understand where a lot of the criticism was coming from people were concerned and that's lovely but um let people have adventures and, and take these things on it's so important to to live fully oh and thank you for being such a fantastic example for all us Aussies with dreams and uh, really appreciate your perspective today. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks Thank so much. You. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Jessica. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. That was Jessica Watson and Sarah Spillane telling us about how they brought the story of Jessica's incredible achievements to the big screen in true spirit for this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, aka The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates, or join my wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website. Site, soyt.substack.com. Mm-hmm.